Welcome everyone to LOA Uncorked with Holly and Gina. We're excited you've joined us for a conversation to unleash your inner badassery and uncork your magic. This is the no bullshit, all truth, nothing but fun podcast. And don't worry, we've got you. You are our VIP. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And Gina, I sort of lost my shit over this girl. Yes, you did. But it was okay. I mean, it wasn't an ugly lost your shit. <laughs> I don't think she was scared about the lost your shit. No, but nobody's you, really scared of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, some, I see fear in eyes sometimes. I really do. I see the fear. But today's guest... She was equal badassery to your oh lost my your god. Well, speaking of badassery, mm-hmm. she's the queen of boundary badassery, and her name is Nancy Levin. She's a best-selling author, master life coach, yeah. and host of Your Permission Prescription podcast. I'm in love with that podcast. Yeah. She has um, several books, which we will get into. But the latest is Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free. We talk about that quite a bit. She has other books. And she has a new one coming out. So mm-hmm. spoiler alert, she, she talks about it. Gives us a little scoopage on that. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. And she's also the founder of the Levin Life Coach Academy. There's a certification program for current and aspiring coaches. So if you're a mm-hmm. coach and just want to brush up after listening to Nancy, I mean, Nancy was incredible. Yeah. I mean, so many moments of aha awakening for myself. For Gina, huge for me. Yeah, I was like, get your, get your prescription, you know, notepad ready because we need to run to the late the the drugstore and get some drugs. (laughs) Yeah, we need. And I wasn't kidding, was I? But but, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, Nancy passes them out. The prescriptions were handed out Mm -hmm. with generosity, generosity and Mm. heart, and you know, relating relatable stories and her own journey and. You can tell it just a real heart for helping other human beings find themselves and utilize the tools, boundaries being one of them, to create the most incredible curate, I think was the word she used, yeah. curate a, a conscious conscious life. Um, it was beautiful. I just, I, so I disclose a secret on there. I'm not going to talk about this yet. Okay. Because I don't want to be a spoiler, but. I just have watched her progression. So I was a big Hay House, I still am, yeah. a big Hay House fan. Right. Authors like Wayne Dyer and, you know, Debbie Ford was her mentor who has passed as well as Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay was her boss, you know. Yeah. You so imagine? she's worked, worked you with- You imagine? No, I can't. I mean, just it's, yeah. I know she talks about it being a blessing, not in this podcast, but in her book. But I, I- remember her running the events and then as she was launching out into coaching Mm -hmm. and she wrote this book jump and your life will appear an inch by inch guide into making a major change And at that point in time i was like well i have so many changes to make and i was listening to her book and then to watch it unfold and i was telling you, Gina, yeah. that I don't remember, but I remember listening to her coaching in the very beginning when she first yeah. started coaching. And yeah. I mean, she was always out there in the public eye from the very beginning, but she's just incredible and has really stepped into her own oh, spotlight and mm-hmm. made such a big, by her owning 
her own self, and hopefully it's inspiration to all of our audience members and listeners, is that that gives us the courage and the boldness to step into who we are. And I'm telling you, I just can't say enough about this episode. I, I, I hope everyone enjoys it. All of what you just said was is on full display in this conversation. She was remarkable, is remarkable. And it was a, it was a true, true honor and gift to spend the time with her in this conversation. We'll have everything in the show notes. All right, everybody, here we go. Gina, listen, (laughs) I know my heart's going pitter patter, pitter patter. I'm actually thrilled she's finally here so we can stop talking about (laughs) it and talk with our guest today. We have a very about our guest today. We have a very famous person today. To me, anyway, to everybody, probably. Yes. She's a best selling author, master life coach, and the host of your permission prescription podcast. I hope she has her pad ready, Gina. Uh Uh-huh. Because you need yes, after the her podcast and the book, I'm telling you. Yeah. She can just send it right over to the to the to the right aid I for you. Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> to the drugstore. Phone the prescriptions right in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway, so welcome to Elway Uncork Nancy Levin. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So excited oh, to have you, Nancy. I am too. And mm. so I've been waiting to do a confession. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to confess before you go, Nancy. But yeah, this typically we have typically we have you kind of share a little bit about your background and all those kinds of things. But Holly can't wait. So she's busting at the seams. So we're gonna get take I care know. of her first. And then we'll, uh, well, definitely- I get very excited when I do research about my guests, but I already knew about you and, but I yeah. did a little bit more research, but however, so we go back way far. So, you know, we do, being you and Nancy, Nancy. <laughs> good Lord, and this is the first time we, well, it's the second time we've met. Okay. <laughs> and so, and so, uh, so, but she thinks it's the first time, but oh I God. know the truth. And so the funny thing is, is that. On our podcast, Nancy, she harasses me. I get so excited about the guests that she says I stalk them mm-hmm. and she needs to put papers. Yeah, like, restraining right? orders. Restraining mm-hmm. orders. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so I want to confess, Gina, that I think the restraining order and the papers should have come a long time ago mm-hmm. because Miss Nancy was the director of Hay House right. Events. Right. And I remember her running around. And she'll talk about this, I'm sure, running around. And I didn't think she was a crazy woman. She might think she was running around like a crazy yeah, woman doing yeah. everything. Because I thought that was normal. We'll get to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But but I love that look in her, her you know, that <laughs> shake of the head. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming up to her and I said, okay, where did you get those beautiful arms, those guns from? And she was wearing a beautiful, like, black or dark sheath. And yeah. all I could look at is these perfect arms. arms. <laughs> now she's not showing me her arms today, but no. I'll bet you they're still perfect. Yeah. And she wrote a book. You had a book with it in a play yard or something. Was Am I hallucinating on that? You had a book about working oh, out. I, there was a card deck about, <laughs> yes, there was a card deck about working out in a playground. Yes. <laughs> so a card deck is less wow. than a pamphlet, Gina. So yes. we could do maybe a card deck yes, someday. Because we, yeah. we always talk about writing a book is hard. Yes. A pamphlet's easier, but maybe a card deck. We card could deck. do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, anyway, so we like go flash way back. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We go way back to that point in time. 
Yeah. So I, wow. Nancy, I really should have issued to, to Holly's point that yes. I typically help our guests with the paperwork to help make sure Holly, you know, that there's a restraining order in place if you feel uncomfortable. So at any point, you know, I'll give you my email address. We can work that out together. I can help you with that. Yeah. It's all good. I love it. I love the true confession. <laughs> well, why don't you share with our, our audience a, a little bit? I think it always helps ground the conversation. Nancy, if you could just share a little bit about yourself, your journey, kind of where you're at today and kind of those major milestones. Um, sure. And then we can dive into our conversation today. Sure. So right. as Holly mentioned, I was the event director at Hay House for 12 years mm. and I traveled the world with all of our authors and speakers, the greatest minds in the field of self-empowerment and wellness and, you know, all the things. Right. And along the way, I experienced, as they say, a dark night of the soul. Mm. And that occurred for me in the form of blowing up my marriage. And so all the gory details of that are in my books and on my <laughs> podcast. So I, you know, you can, yeah. you can get all that good stuff, yeah. but really suffice it to say that that was for me, the catalyst to really learning how to stop bending over backwards to please everyone else to really learn what boundaries were and begin establishing, establishing them in my life, you know, and to begin a healing journey where I could really learn to put my needs first. Yeah. So in my position at Hay House, I really thought that I was exceptional at my job because I was boundaryless. So I thought it was all about what can I do? What can I, you know, really essentially how can i just keep buying love okay. and through the process of leaving my marriage and really ultimately telling the truth to myself no longer willing to you know live by that motto of never let them see you sweat or no longer projecting that image of perfection to the world and managing the way that other people saw me i was really able to settle into the truth of myself, which what surprised me more than anything was that it was so much easier to just be me than carry this self-imposed burden of having to be the fixer, the saver, the rescuer, the person who was bending over backwards, the people pleaser, the non-confrontational person, the person who didn't want to rock the boat, all of that was so heavy to bear. Mm. And it's all BS anyway. Mm. So, you know, I had I had created this persona that I was putting out into the world. And what I found is that revealing myself to the people I feared the most had them rally around me right. the fiercest. Mm -hmm. And so through this process, I ended up uh, ultimately enrolling in my mentor, Debbie Ford's life coach training program and became a coach, never thinking I would leave my job at Hay House. It was my dream job. Yeah. And yet 
while I was in the process of going through this training, I, I was changing so much Mm -hmm. that at the end of the program, I was really unrecognizable. And Mm -hmm. it started giving me this idea that I wanted to help others heal as well. So I went on to self-publish a couple of books while I was still in my job at Hay House. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a writer. I have a master's in poetry, but I never thought I would publish a book. But things sort of push came to shove and I published a couple books. I ended up leaving my job at Hay House and Hay House picked up one of my books. And then from there on, they have subsequently, uh, they have uh, contracted for my additional books. And I even have one more new one coming out this fall. Oh, that's oh, exciting. We'll have to talk about that for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Well, I feel like your story mm. is really inspirational because I remember when Jump and Your Life, and we have all your books, it's all going to be oh. in the notes, and yeah. Jump and Your Life will appear because at the time, mm. I mean, you're just an inspiration. And I remember you m- becoming a coach and starting talking on people's mm-hmm. programs. Yes. And I, I, rem- I remember the this evolution of Yeah, because I think Nancy. that was 2014 yeah. or something back then. Well, I was in a bad marriage. And I was I was reading that and I was in not great at work and not I mean, there was a lot of areas. But what's interesting, and I'm going to fast forward to boundaries, your 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 latest book, setting mm-hmm. boundaries will will set you free. Right. Mm-hmm. And in reading that book and listening to your podcast, I've always thought, you know, Gina, Gina's a self-professed people pleaser and I'm the last people pleaser you're going to find. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I don't need any of this. And it comes to boundaries. Well, I'm a Pisces. So Pisces by nature are known to be boundaryless. And then I read what you did and I thought, no, I would do exactly the same thing. And what I'm talking about that in her forward, she talked about how Christine Northrup was talking about how she would meet her and make sure everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly how I behave. And then I also prided myself on being a chameleon. I mean, Mm -hmm. it means I'm successful. Mm -hmm. And Yes, I would have run and got the 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 same. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I have and then I started peeling back the onion. So I think if we can help, I started peeling back the onion and I was telling Gina, I said, I always knew I had poor boundaries at home. I had them mm-hmm. with my husband, I had them with my mother. A lot of the things you talk about in the book, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I always knew that, but I didn't think it transcended everything. And I was like, I think it's, tra- I think when you peel back the onion, that's why I said get the pad ready because <laughs> when you peel back the onion, um, I-, I think there's a lot more to be said. So maybe you can just help our audience because yeah. this is a realization for me. I, I, you know, I'm doing self help work all the time and I was like, I think it's normal to behave like that at work. And <laughs> yeah, I love that. I get the laugh. <laughs> I think that's normal. And that's exactly what I would do. And I don't think that's people pleasing. I just, that's just bringing my A game. That's why I'm successful, right. you know? And so, wow. Can you talk about boundaries? How do we let our audience members identify where, the, how, in all the different ways they, there's some obvious ways you can yes. think of that's a boundary or a or not, but how else, you know, how would you define boundaries and, and how might they show up in in a wide variety of, of ways? The ones that, you know, are most obviously missed by, by people. Yes. 
Yeah. I'm going to answer that in one moment because I want to come back to something mm. that you said, Holly. And, you know, one of the pieces here is when we are consistently overgiving. Yes. Which is, you know, the way that we are overachieving, overgiving, we are also overcompensating for, mm. for, Yes, you got it, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, I do that in every area of my she life. Does. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So the way I define boundaries is our boundaries are the limits that we set around what we will or will not do, will or will not tolerate, and will or will not accept. Mm-hmm. So boundaries are very personal. My boundaries are very personal to me. Mm-hmm. And What that means ultimately is that it's up to me to identify those limits. It's up to me to set the boundary and it's up to me to hold the boundary. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest myths I will bust up front (laughs) is, and we all hear this phrase, so-and-so crossed my boundaries. Mm No. If your boundaries are being crossed, you are the one crossing your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm. You own that. Yes. So it's up to me to set my boundary and it's up to me to hold the boundary. So what that means is ultimately boundaries are not about anyone else doing anything different. Boundaries are not about other people changing. Boundaries allow us to really release blame and victimhood so that we can be in the seat of responsibility and empowerment. So we don't need anyone else's Mm buy-in on our boundary because we are setting it and we are holding it. We don't need anyone else to honor it or respect it, or uphold it. That's our job. So what that does is is it puts us in the position of getting clear about what's okay and not okay for me. And what do I need to put into place so that I am taken care of? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I have a ton of questions on that. <laughs> So right. as a pleaser, yeah, you know, I, I, I often feel like when I do set boundaries that I am going to upset other people, mm-hmm. right? And so can you talk a little bit about that um, mm-hmm. push and pull between that, the pleasing gene and the yes. boundary definition yeah. and holding? That yeah. would be great. So first, what I'm I'll asking share. for a friend, not yeah, I mean, not course. for my yeah yeah. Are. This of is just for the are. listeners. Yeah yeah, yeah of yeah. course <laughs> of course. So first, what I'll say is not every boundary needs to be verbalized. Oh, okay. Because as I just mentioned, my boundaries are between me and me. Mm-hmm. So even if there is another person involved, if we're not holding them responsible. If we're not expecting them to honor or respect our boundary, because it's up to us, we don't have to verbalize the boundary. 
Sure. And I will add on a little caveat even. If you're not prepared to really fully hold your boundary, do not verbalize it. Right. Otherwise, you're the little kid who cries wolf. Right. And that's where a lot of backsliding happens. Mm -hmm. So really setting a boundary can, can look like me making a decision and putting the structure in place that supports my decision right? Mm-hmm. and keeping the promise to myself. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I decide that I want to share my boundary with someone else, the language mm-hmm. of sharing is very important. Mm-hmm. So it's not you can't or you never or I need you to, or, you know, it's not any of that. The setting the boundary verbally is sharing from my experience. Right. And what I'm going to do to take care of myself. And what sharing a boundary with someone else can do is give them a page of my operating manual. Right. Give them a piece of my puzzle. Right. Here's how I work. Which I, so from, I I love that in in yeah. in that it grows connectivity and and understanding mm-hmm. between you and you know obviously you wouldn't, wouldn't share the page with people that don't deserve right. the page right um, absolutely but yeah that's that's a that's a because we all need like those breadcrumbs around how to support one another how to set someone up to be right. successful you know in those really core relationships in life I love that oh my god that's I love that mm-hmm. and so you know from this place. We are really, you know, first and foremost, learning how to honor ourselves. And that's really at the basis of boundary work. So a few things, you know, most people relate to boundaries as being, you know, restrictive or, you know, depriving or, you know, I mean, if I set a boundary or something like that. And the truth is boundaries are quite expansive because, That's how we are consciously curating and carefully choosing the content of our own lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the questions that I often ask is, you know, are you willing to give yourself permission to consider your own needs at least as much as you are considering the needs of others? Just as a baseline. You know, and if that's, you know, sort of feeling a little prickly, <laughs> you're, you're not alone. You know, you're not alone. That is that it, most people who identify as people pleasers or peacekeepers or conflict avoiders don't even consider their own needs, period. Yeah. You know, and then the next piece is, are you willing to give yourself permission to consider your needs even more right. than the needs of others? And then the real boundary ninja move is, are you willing to give yourself permission to consider your needs first before you consider the needs of others? Now, nowhere in here did I say, don't consider the needs of anybody else. Right. But this is about learning how to be self-referenced instead Mm -hmm. of other referenced. Mm -hmm. This is how we start to know our own 
feelings and our own thoughts and our own, you know, I, I liken it to, you know, what it's like to check someone else's weather or temperature before I know how, you know, how I feel, how you feel. Right. Right. And so this is actually inviting me to check in with myself first. You know, we all, you know, again, if you, if you resonate with being a people pleaser, you are used to having an antenna outward. What do they think? What do they need? What do they feel? What do they want? Right. And that informs how you feel, what you want. Right. And what, and what I'll do. Right. And what I'll do. Yeah. Right. And so this is really an invitation to turn the antenna back inward. What do I want? What do I think? What do I need? What do I feel? And this is such a foreign concept to so many people, you know, even something as simple as, you know, if I say, Hey, let's go grab dinner. Where do you want to go? What, what's your sort of gut response. Where do you want to go, yeah. Nancy? Exactly. <laughs> I don't exactly. care. Wherever you, where you want to go. Good to you. Right. Yes. I don't care where do you want to go is mm-hmm. the number one response to it that is. question. Mm-hmm. How different would it be if you actually just took a pause and checked in? Mm-hmm. What do I feel like eating tonight? Mm-hmm. Do sure. I want sushi? Do I want pasta? Do I want Mexican? You know? What sounds good to me? Yeah. What sounds good to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something we, it's a muscle we really need to build. What do I want? What do I need? What do I think? What do I feel? Well, we have the quotes around that is that's being selfish, right? I'm I'm so (laughs) glad you brought that up. (laughs) My favorite topic. (laughs) So yeah. The word selfish has gotten a really bad rap. And <laughs> I personally believe that selfish, self-care and self-love are three sisters whose job it is to support us in honoring ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, we so often pride ourselves on being selfless. Yes. Yes. Right? And there in the word itself, selfless we disappear. We vanish. And what if we can begin to experience this as a both and instead of an either or? I am selfish and selfless. Because the truth of the matter is, we are all everything. We are yes. every single quality that exists. Right. Yeah. Both sides of every coin an and and equation, right? Right. And so, if I can step into I am selfish and own it, yeah, and let it support me. First of all, that's a lot of self compassion. Yeah. I'm selfish and I'm selfless. I'm both. And there are times when being selfish is exactly what I need to be. Yeah, and yeah. then what it does is it eliminates the trigger of other people around me who I'm used to pointing the finger at saying they're so selfish. <laughs> right. 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 I mean, just saying I'm selfish. Is, I mean, I like Nancy, you don't know this, but I like to rebrand everything. That's a perfect thing to rebrand is selfish. <laughs> okay. We should rebrand it with a different word because just the word alone. 
I mean, let's let Nancy rebrand it. I I mean, Holly does really feel compelled to rebrand. The rebranding skill set needs a continued work. I rebranded self care as this bitch is up. Okay, meaning <laughs> I'm next. I'm right. it. Mm-hmm. I'm up. Right. You know, and, and bitch is a good word bitch now. Bitch is a good word yeah. these yeah. days, yeah. Nancy. Yeah. That's yeah. what my yeah. children yeah, tell me. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's also a man. Okay, and a so woman. it's Nancy Eleven approved. I love yes, it. There we go. This so, bitch is up. I'm so, on. I'm on yes. it. Selfishness <laughs> needs because there is a there is something a trigger there, and then also there's a trigger to say, well, if I say I'm selfish, everybody's gonna go. She's just you know they're gonna make comments about you for the. Yeah, pleasers that care. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. that's another trigger. Yeah, well, no, it is right. But but here's the thing with that. Mm-hmm. Just to pull, so I would actually invite you not to rebrand mm. and to really find comfort in I am selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anytime we're fearing judgment from anyone externally it means we are still in judgment of ourselves. Yes. Because if I'm aligned, like I'm selfish, I'll be the first one to say it. I am selfish. Mm -hmm. I don't have kids. I don't have a person. I'm on my own and I love it. And I am selfish. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. But I had to get to that place so that any judgment from the outside you're so selfish that you never had children wouldn't stick. Right. So if I'm in right alignment with my choices, I have no Velcro for other people's bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Gosh, that. I absolutely love that. I am what? selfish is a powerful, it's a powerful term versus. Yes. Yes. It's yes. a powerful term. Yes. But mm-hmm. to your point, it, it, it it it's it, no it turned into it, it a, sort of a little bit more demonized version. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I do th- you know, there is as a pleaser, I I uh, I really envy my friends, and I wouldn't necessarily call them selfish, but I feel like the there there are friends, Holly is one of them, that is very clear about what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't she's unabashed about saying, yeah, uh, no, or Yep, for sure. Let's do that. And, and where she places her time and, Mm -hmm. and who she places it with are of highest importance to her. And she's consistent in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a pleaser, uh, I, I see that. And I, I've certainly made strides. I feel like I have absolutely made Mm -hmm. strides, but it is hard for me to get there honestly and easily, um, without a whole lot of, you know, work and yeah. challenge, you know, taking really a, pushing yourself. It's taken me a long time too. <laughs> yeah. So it is. Does there it get is, easy though? So the point, yeah. but the point mm-hmm. is there's an attraction to, I see it. It's yeah. attractive to yeah. me. Um, so at least I think I get a point for at least seeing was that I, there's, I'm at least acknowledging it and going, I don't have that. I want that. And so right. that is right. huge inspiration, right? And yeah. then having Which good role a- models. Which is another way that we disown parts of ourselves like selfish. Yes. We also disown the parts of ourselves that we want to be. Yeah. So you see something in Holly that you want to emulate, that you feel inspired by. That's great because if you can see it, there's the freight. If you spot it, you got it. 
Right. So if you can see it, it's in you. And then it's, then it's really about what do I need to, what do I need to do to cultivate this quality? Part of it really does. And I'm very much the same way. I'm very intentional about my yeses and nos. I'm very intentional about my time. And I'm very intentional about the people I spend my time with. Mm -hmm. And I only got that way because, you know, like most things we learn the hard way. Yes. So I learned by from being boundaryless, from being, you know, saying yes to everything and everyone. And then I really hit a point where I was like, whoa, I'm, you know, I need to, I need to stop and really make some conscious choices here. Mm. So part of it is how often we say yes when we want to say no. Yeah. And, you know, most often we're saying yes out of obligation out of responsibility, out of fear of someone else being angry or mm-hmm. being disappointed. Yes. We also say yes, because we want to rescue and save and fix. Mm-hmm. We want to be the hero, but a real true yes should only come from desire, mm-hmm. true desire. Sure. And that's how you get to the place of not looking at something sitting on your calendar thinking, oh my God, how am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. So yeah. part of that is building in the pause. I tell my clients all the time, if a direct request comes in and you can say no, right off the bat, say no. If you're not ready to say no, simply say, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else's urgency does not have to be yours. And, and here's the kicker. Love that. You can say no with grace and gratitude, yeah. not guilt and excuses. So a no can simply be, thank you for asking me. Yeah. I'm not available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need to make a, a song and a dance. I don't need to, I don't need a reason. I don't need an excuse. I don't need any of it. And If the guilt begins to arise in this context, guilt is a signal that you are taking care of your own needs. Oh, Oh. so it's a good thing to feel guilty. Yes. There's your reframe. Oh, I love that. There you go. That is because I was like, I think it's, I don't find it hard or work to do no, you that don't. at all. No, okay. You don't. It yep. comes effortlessly like breathing. But and you, I see don't, I, you see, I struggle with it. Yes. But I don't feel guilty either. No, so you don't. I mean, like, do you right. get to a point where once you yes. practice I mean, it, yeah. it would be easier? I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I am at a point, I'm definitely at a point where I don't feel guilty for saying no, because mm. I'm, I'm honoring my own needs. I'm honoring what's true for me. Sure. You know, and in the past, I would never have said no. Right. Ever. It wouldn't even have occurred to me to say no. So this, you know, this is possible. Okay. <laughs> but oh really, what it, takes, what it takes is going back to what I was saying. Are you willing to consider your own needs first? Sure. You know, someone asks me to do, someone asks me to do something or for, I mean, even if it's like something that's fun, you know, someone wants to go to lunch invites me to lunch. If I don't want to go to lunch, I will say no. Yeah. Even if that other person really wants to have lunch, you know, whatever it might be. And I have to want to do it. 
in order to say yes, ultimately. Right. Right. And it's not about, you know, I've really just taken off the table this whole concept of, you know, letting other people down. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, that's theirs. You know, one of the ways we often cross our own boundaries is crossing over into the territory of someone else, trying to manage their experience. Someone else's response to my truth is not my responsibility to manage. Right. And that's a way in which all the people pleasers want to take more responsibility than is ours to take. So can you talk um, a bit about, and and like I said, I've been doing a great deal of work in this area with a a ton Mm -hmm. of of Holly's sponsorship and and other other folks outside as well. But, um, you know, one of the things that I still find I'm struggling with, which tells me I've got a ways to go clearly, is, you know, when I think about what I want, I'm often don't have a clue. Yes. Such a great question. So that checking in. Meaning like you. Well, I don't, I don't, I I don't have, I haven't, I feel like I haven't built the skill set or the muscle to check in on myself to even know what I want. Right. Yes. Okay. That's a great question, Gina. Yes. Yes. So I'll share a couple things with you. One is, do you have my book worthy? Yes. There's an exercise in step okay. nine called 50 desires. Okay. Oh, and okay. I yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I okay. actually did a podcast about that one exercise. On that oh, exercise. Wow. Okay. I will need to check that out. I highly recommend it. Thank you. It. When I left my marriage and I was really under so much control, when I left, I, and I'm not being funny. I didn't know what do I want to wear today or what, what do I want to eat today? Or how do I want to move my body today? I had been living under such control that I, that I began anytime, any kind of inkling of a want or desire arose, I wrote it down. Mm. So part of this is again, taking that antenna off of everybody else and bringing it back to what do I want? What do I need? The best way to learn how to build that muscle is a practice of Mm self-connection. So whether it is meditation or journaling or dancing Mm -hmm. or going for a walk or taking a hot bath, not something distracting. Right. Like Netflix or, you know, right. Right. I'm not talking about just alone time or downtime or chill time. I'm actually talking about something that reconnects you with you. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be long. I do suggest that it happens daily so that you get yourself into a routine of really knowing the non-negotiables yes. in the day. Yeah. So, you know, every morning I meditate and I journal. And that is connecting myself with me. To you, yeah, yeah. So that I start to, I can start to sort of translate and interpret my wants mm-hmm. and my needs and my desires. And even being able to 
even being able to commit to a certain amount of time with myself each day. Right. So not even time for myself, but time with, with myself. With, yeah. That's oh, the difference. That is a big difference. Yes. Well, so you would say then when that. you left your marriage, for those audience members, that it, it could be not necessarily a marriage, but you didn't really know who you were at that point in time at that barely you were so yeah barely. and so you were in the so you had to so this is the exercise so everybody go get the book worthy absolutely this would be the exercise <laughs> you would do and these steps to be with yourself what you do to find where are those boundaries what do i desire right. yeah what do i desire and then ultimately you know the, through the process what really ends up happening is that we are able to see what we're really desiring more than anything else is a particular feeling. Mm. Absolutely. So, you know, I can say I want a private jet, but what I really want is freedom. Yeah. And that's what a private jet means to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. You know, it's so, it's, you know, I feel at one point it's it's sort of um, heartbreaking and alarming to sort of pick your head up and realize I, I don't really really know who I am anymore, or I've kind of lost a bit of myself. So I find the the, the importance of it's part of mindfulness. It's part of um, you know being conscious is just realizing when that starts to slip, and it slips easily for pleasers, right? Um, yeah, like us that I don't even realize it's slipping away because right. I don't have these practices and these skill sets uh, developed fully yet, and it's so much about others and less about ourselves that so quickly it can be gone. Good news yeah. is it com comes back. Right. Nancy says it comes back. It comes back. Yes. The yeah. other thing I'll share in this is, you know, especially for those of us who have been, you know, chasing the gold stars of external validation, chasing accolades, the applause, you know, all of that. Yes. First, I'll say anything we're seeking externally needs to be resolved internally first. Mm. So oh, it's not okay. going to come from the outside. We have it backwards. Yeah. Oh. We have to we have to feel worthy. We have to know you know what we are worthy of first. The second part is what I find most often in people who you know, we all might know, oh, self-care. Okay. I should take care of myself or I should be, I should spend time with myself. Right. And then we go into the guilt about it, which I'm again saying guilt in this context means you are honoring your own needs that you are, it's, yeah. it means you're in the right direction. But what really it comes down to is we don't do the things we need to do with ourselves because ultimately no one's there to give us the gold star. No one's saying, good for you. You took a hot bath. Good for you. You meditated. Good for you. You read for 30 minutes. So we only want to do the things that are on display 
for a gold star. It's so true. So then we need to learn how to give ourselves our own approval. Mm. We need to make that the most important and essential approval. Yeah. And really the only approval. I'm giving myself permission to spend 30 minutes in the bathtub with a book tonight and a candle. And when you do it, you give yourself a gold star. Yeah. And just, and be in the bath, no matter how much arises, you know, the kids are doing whatever, or so-and-so is doing whatever I should be doing this. I should be doing laundry. I should just be with the discomfort at first. Love that. Be with the discomfort like at first. And I, I know that that discomfort is actually serving you. A hundred percent. When you do these things for yourself, you get to serve everybody else. Actually, if there's discomfort way. coming up, it's a gold star. It's a gold to star. Yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yes. It's funny because I actually joke about gold stars all the time. She does. Oh, yeah, me and too. like uh, external validation. Exter- external validation. Well, and you know, never you had, internal. You had made a comment on one of your last podcasts that, you know, you prided yourself of having no needs. Right. And me and yes. Gina said that I was like, you should listen to episode 44 yeah, yeah, of the yeah. prescription. And, and, <laughs> yeah, she, and I was like, I was like, I felt the same way. Yes. Like I used to, I used to, I don't do it anymore. I'm like, I, I'm needy. Like I always say it now, like I have needs. <laughs> and we laugh. Everybody says it when I say, well, I have right. needs. Okay. <laughs> and right. I've made it into a joke, but I'm serious about it. But people yeah. laugh when yeah, I say, yeah. I have needs. But well, it's because we-, we, it's as if we don't know, <laughs> you know. Right. I get it. Uh, yeah, I get yeah. it. You know? Yeah. And, but we have prided ourselves well, in absolutely. having no needs. And, yeah. You know, well, being the chameleon. And, you know, um, all the things that give yourself away. Right. And we were recently in a conversation, we were talking about acceptance, you know, accepting Mm -hmm. and, and accepting. And I, I had a reaction to that word. Like I, I, I would be uncomfortable being proud of accepting because I want to do everything myself. Like that to me, that would make me feel uncomfortable to be happy about acceptance because it, because we're so, I am, and I'm working on this. I mean, certainly working on, but it is an active conversation in my head around lay that down, like knock that off. You know, you don't have to be all things to all people. You're not going to win. There really are no gold stars. Uh, You're not going to win anything. Give yourself one. I yeah. give myself one now. Yes, yeah. I, I never thought about giving myself one. Well, I'll give you more. Okay, so Nancy, <laughs> listen to this. So we are, of course, we're anticipating talking to you today. Yeah. And I'm trying to plan a milestone birthday of hers. And I was like, I need Nancy's help. Okay, because she's like, I don't need it. I go, it's not about needing it. Okay, it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to do anything? She goes, no. And I said, are you really sure about that? And you know, and so it's this circular. And then I said, which is probably bad, Nancy. Okay, I get a bad black star for this, but I said, let Nancy well, everybody give it to you. Wa- let Nancy give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I go, but everybody wants to celebrate you. Do you want to say no to that? Okay. She goes, but it's expensive. I was saying, let's go to Vegas and have a little spa time. Because and- I'm going to be 21, Nancy. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 that's what I guessed. 
<laughs> yeah, that's and, right. And she's like, I don't want it to be expensive for people. Like, oh, people can figure that out for themselves. Okay. Like, you're not responsible for that. Yeah. And, you know, and so we went around and around. And guess where? How, after two conversations, I'm, uh, no, I'm zero. I can't find, I, I don't know. I, I can't find the, the holy grail here. So, <laughs> well, the reality is as, we're going somewhere. Right. As someone who historically has not liked celebrating her birthday, <laughs> yep, that's what I told her today. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a birthday person personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know other people are, and I know other people want to celebrate with me, or other people want me to celebrate their birthday. Sure. But when it comes to my birthday, I'm, really happy to do none of those things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the it really I think it really does come down to, you know, what is the way that I can best celebrate myself? Yeah. And check, you know, check your check your reasons, check your excuses, but also really check with, you know, what's most true calling to me. Yeah. What's most true. Mm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, um, how, um, I don't think most people understand codependence and how that relates to boundaries. Cause I definitely was in a codependent relationship. I didn't even know it. I didn't know what it meant because I thought, well, I'm independent. How can I be codependent? (laughs) You know, like this kind of thinking that now I I laugh at, but Nevertheless, can you um, explain that a little bit for our audience? Sure. And I will say that codependency can arise in really any kind of relationship. Correct. Yes. Codependency is essentially wanting slash needing someone else to regulate you emotionally. Mm. Right. Meaning, right? Like, I'm only going to be okay if they're okay or needing something from someone else so that you can relax. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, anyone listening might really relate to what I'll share here is, you know, that loop in your head of what do I need to do or say to make everything okay? Yes. That is codependency. I know the loop well. <laughs> yeah, that's really codependency because I want to make sure that the boat is not being rocked. I want to keep everything status quo. I I don't really know how I feel until I know what's going on with the other person. I don't want to do anything that's going to set them off and then I will be uncomfortable. So it's this enmeshment. Mm-hmm. It is the absolute antithesis of boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries, I know where I end and you begin. Mm. I know it's okay for me and not okay for me, regardless of you. Right. Enmeshment and codependency is tied in with you. You know, we all have this idea that relationship should be harmonious. We should have harmony at all cost. In any relationship, the goal is harmony at all cost. And guess what? 
harmony at all costs comes at a very high cost. Mm, yes. To us. So it's far more genuine. And I really want to stress this. It's far more genuine when we are truthful about our yeses and our noes. That's how intimacy happens. I can't trust you yeah. when you say yes, when you want to say no. Right. I can't trust you. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. So true. Mm-hmm. So if we really can come from this place of, I need to check in here first to find what's true for me and then share that with you. Yeah. That's how you're going to know me. Oh. You know, when you frame it like that, because I mean, mm. as a people pleaser myself, you know, the intent is not to be untrustworthy with your not. action, right? So, right, but when you say not. it like that, it, it almost, I, it may, it, it puts it in a place that now I'm at the core of my values. Right. Mm. You know, mm. now there's a crossroad between, cause I, at all costs, my relationships, right. I feel like sh- their trust is the, it is the baseline right. for everything. Mm-hmm. And that is a core belief. I had never thought about it that, like that, but that really helps frame it, frame yeah. it and, and really push on the pleasing part because right. yeah, it's in conflict and with a, va- a huge value. I had never exactly, thought about that. Exactly. And then- that is how you can live yes. resentment-free. And coming from like, because wow. we have obviously a partnership and I being the boundaryless Pisces, I'm- The brains of the operation. And, 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 no, the intuitive. <laughs> so when she says, yes, sometimes I think, is she, is this a real yes? So yeah. I try to figure out That's if it's right. real or not. It's so exhausting. It's, it puts extra work on the party right. that, yeah. that I want you to, because I know if it's not a real yes, she's not going to show up and, and, and be her best and be happy. Right. And I really don't want somebody to come right. if they were going to, they're going to half-ass it. Okay. So, exactly. right. Right. So, well, and the last thing I ever would want is for you to feel like I'm untrustworthy. Well, I never thought of it like that before. But, no, I think it's like my job to figure out what you need. Okay. Like, listen, which is awful. Right. But here's the thing. The thing is, this is why building so, in that pause is so important. Yeah. Don't yes. go to the knee jerk. Yes. Yeah. And you can even be in conversation and say, you know what? I am going to close my eyes for 30 seconds and really check in about what's true here mm-hmm. in the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You oh, can yeah. take a pause and say, I'm going to go for a walk around the block and really consider this. Think and when I come that. back, I will let you know, yes yeah. or no, I love you know, that. whatever, whatever it is, you, you have full reign to give yourself everything you need to make a choice. Because here's the thing, you know, every choice we make, Mm -hmm. every single choice we make serves our highest vision or sabotages it. Yeah. One or the other. 
Hmm. And, you know, we all want to go to have, you know, our tarot cards read and have our fortunes told and all the things. Present moment choice is the crystal ball. Yeah. Present moment choice Hmm. predicts our future. Oh, sing that, sister. Wow. I'm telling you, that's a big deal. And there's no middle ground. It either advances you or sabotages. Yeah. You know, and mm. the most important thing is to be conscious. So, you know, if we just sure. even sort of play yeah. with this, like, you know, silly, like, okay, let's say I'm saving money to buy a house and I'm late night online shopping and mm-hmm. I want to buy these shoes. Mm-hmm. If I just buy the shoes unconsciously, that's definitely sabotage. If I stop and think, okay, I'm saving money to buy a house. This is not in support of me saving money. I'm not going to buy the shoes. That is serving the vision. Mm -hmm. The middle ground I would say is I'm saving money to buy a house. I really want these shoes. I want the shoes. <laughs> I'm aware that it might take me a little longer okay. to get the house if I buy these shoes. Sure. I'm going to consciously buy these shoes yes. and extend the time it's going to take to and build it, the house. Right. You see what I'm uh, saying? I, I like the pause. I mean, you're talking about pausing yeah, I mean, on all of because these ulti- Right. Because ultimately, and this is sort of going in another direction, but I'll tie it in, yeah, you know, because really often something like that is a is a way that we are checking out late night online shopping mm-hmm. you know or eating or drinking or exercise or work it's like what is you know what is your go to drug of choice right because really all that is is suppressing anything you don't want to feel or deal with. Right. So by, t- instead of just hitting by the shoes, taking the pause to actually consider, do I want to buy the shoes? Do I not want to buy the shoes? You can also consider what's really going on here. Yeah. Yes. What do I not want to feel? What do I not want to deal with? Right. That's having me go unconscious or go numb. Yes. That's a beautiful practice. You can do that because, with, whether right. it's, yeah, food yeah, binge because, or anything. Exactly. Because really they're all of our avoidance strategies. Yeah. The distraction of choice, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Nancy is the queen of badassery boundaries. <laughs> she is. I mean... I believe it. Like I'm signing up for her queenness. I'm 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 Absolutely. moving into your uh I see now to I'm your, gonna have to do a restraining order over kingdom. you. <laughs> I yeah, you this this might be the first Gigi uh uh ever restraining order. It's ever yes. in the history yes. of restraining orders. Oh, it's Nancy. so much to digest and such a rich conversation. Yeah. I did want to touch on very quickly before our time is out. Is there any information about your next new book yes. that you Woo! can share? Yeah. I can't wait. Yes. Yes. So it's called The Art of Change. Mm. Oh, I love that. Eight Weeks to Making a Meaningful Shift. And it is a robust guided journal. So it's 
it's kind of like a workbook, but we didn't want to call it a workbook. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. So I will call it a robust guided journal. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's coming out September 6th. Oh, we will yes. be getting well, that and going of, through the robustness of yes, it. Yes, yeah. we're in the middle of significant change. Yeah, so I really can are. imagine that that's important. And you coach thousands of people and you're actually coaching coaches now. I think that's phenomenal. I'm coaching coaches. Academy. I, mm-hmm. yep, I train and certify coaches, mm. aspiring coaches, co- already certified coaches, and people who want to mm-hmm. add coaching into their skill set. Yeah. Excellent. <gasps> yeah. I might be signing up for that. Yes. I want to coach with Nate. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, I hope that we were able to bring everybody along. Yeah, I and too. I mean, I have one last question before we go. Okay. I mean, I just, I it's <laughs> sitting in my brain. And so I have to ask it. Is it possible, and let me make sure I can get it out properly, is it possible that there are some slices of your life where you show up with bad-ass boundaries and there's some areas of your life question. that are not is it possible to have leaky boundaries in one area <laughs> and strong boundaries in another area? Or have like, it compartmentalized. Yeah. Or yeah. are you just sort of um, in denial? I, I, I guess we could end with that question because that's the one that's been kind of haunting me the whole time. And I've forgotten to ask it. I will say that, you know, there is the old adage, how we do one thing is how we do everything. Yeah. So when it comes to boundaries, I have seen pretty much across the board that how how you show up in one area of your life with boundaries is similar in yeah. other areas. Okay. I would say that there are ways of being where we may be different in different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, for example, a powerhouse at work and silent in my marriage, mm-hmm. but it had nothing to do with boundaries. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I see that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes, I see that now because I thought I had it so buttoned up in one area. And after talking to you, uh, before talking to you, reading your book, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, wait a second. No, I think I... I Maybe didn't. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. for those uh, listeners, I don't know, li- listen into the podcast, yes, your sure. prescription, uh, permission prescription, sorry about that, and yeah. uh, grab her books Absolutely. all mark great i think the worthy one worthy. and, and mm-hmm. of course um your your latest book about setting boundaries will set you free and, and we'll look forward to the change oh, robust we need that so i'm glad journaling it's in soon. september yeah 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 me too excellent thank you so much for nancy. being with us nancy you my are my pleasure uh, just uh, a delight and a blessing, and I just am. She's honored. badassery. Yeah, she's yeah. total queen badass boundary badassery. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Thank you, both. Thank you for yes. taking us on the journey to boundary badassery. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're fantastic. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Bye, bye, everyone. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation, and please visit us at our website, www.loauncork.com. See you soon.